Thank you for joining us today. My name is Allie Christensen, and I'm here with Christiana Lacusa, and we are going to be talking about livable street lines today. So thank you for being here with me. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having me, Allie. This is great. I'm doing well, just studying for finals, but, you know, getting through. Yeah, definitely in the grind season. I feel that. You want to tell me a little bit about Livable Streets Alliance and kind of your involvement there? Yeah, so Livable Streets Alliance is a Metro Boston-based transportation advocacy organization. Although I would also I would say that the other way that we think about the work we do is an access and equity organization that is using streets as a way to improve access and equity. And I sort of am no longer working with Livable Streets, unfortunately, as I'm now in school here at Tufts. But for the past several years, I was working at Louisville Streets in a number of roles. My most recent role was of transit and outreach, which means I had the immense pleasure of leading up our transit advocacy team. And by transit, I really just mean buses <laughs> and our community engagement teams. Awesome. You want to talk to up a little bit about the, your community engagement and kind of maybe some like highlights of your work there? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So many great stuff, projects that I got to work on. I would say that in general... The thing that I was most excited about was getting to build up our Street Ambassador program, which is a program that has both volunteer Street Ambassadors. So yes, that means you, Tufts UEP students, can in fact be part of the joy of speaking with people on your streets, as well as some paid folks. And essentially what Street Ambassadors do is, as I alluded to, they go out and they speak with people as they're traveling around on our streets. And we would both have conversations with people to sort of understand how are things going after a project has been implemented, sort of surveying them and see where these changes, are these changes working as intended, what needs to be adjusted, what could be made better in the future, and using it as a way to sort of help organize and directly speak with people and get them plugged into these city processes. Super cool. How well would you say that people knew about like Livable Streets Alliance when you were to go up and survey them? Um, it would depend. So typically when we would start a project, you know, maybe some people would know us, but not many. But our whole piece is that we wear these bright orange t-shirts, very visible and exciting looking. And we sort of stay in a certain area over a couple weeks or, or maybe a month. And so by the end of the time, people definitely know who we are. <laughs> we are quite distinctive. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and you guys are out of Cambridge, correct? Yes, we have an office in Cambridge and an office in downtown, and we work all across the sort of inner core, so Cambridge, Somerville, Boston, and then sort of random things in some of the other surrounding neighborhoods and municipalities as well. Cool. So when you came in and gave a talk to my bicycle and pedestrian planning class with Mark Chase, you mentioned volunteering. And so I actually like went online and I reached out and I filled out the form. So mm-hmm. I've been in contact with Jason and Abby because I want to specifically like work with like the Emerald Network, which is a connection of greenways throughout the greater Boston area and a dream of 200 plus miles or streets of uh, continuous connection between um, municipalities. Yeah. Woohoo. That's so great to hear. Yeah. So you definitely inspired me for that. So thank you. Yes. One person down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's actually been very interesting because I've been like in contact with them and it seems that they kind of have a little bit hard time like managing like what to do with volunteers. I don't know if you had any um, like any perspective on that. 
Yeah. So when I first started at Level Streets, it was four staff members. Now Super it is small. 10 staff members. So over the past uh, four and a half years, it has rapidly expanded in terms of number of staff as well as the sort of scope of the work that we're doing. So you guys I would do a say lot. we're in a transition period, <laughs> so be patient with us. Thanks, thanks in advance. Um, but yeah, it is a small but very mighty team of folks who are working across multiple municipalities at the state level, as well as now because our what who had been city councilor Ina Presley is now Congresswoman Ina Presley, and Queen. so now sort of, exactly so now <laughs> having this opportunity from the relationship that we had with her to also do some work at the federal level. Um, and as you alluded to, we don't just do sort of transit and community outreach work, but also greenways. Abby has brought this beautiful arts and culture lens, and we also are working on housing. <laughs> so I think the whole thing with Little Streets and what really attracted me to that organization in particular is that everything is interconnected. We can't just be talking about how do we sort of move along one street easier or in a safer way. It's how do streets connect to housing affordability? How does it connect to access to green space? How does it connect to equity? How does it connect to mobility of all different types? So it's we do it all and it's very exciting. Very cool. No, that's one of the things that got me so interested and wanted to get involved was because it's really so encompassing of like all of what we're studying here at UEP. I'm really excited to get to work with them. So hopefully I'll be doing some like GIS work. Um, And they did mention something about like a revamp of their page online. So their website. So hopefully I'll get my hands dirty with that. Ooh, have fun. Yeah. It's the one benefit or not the one, the one of the many benefits of a smaller nonprofit either as a volunteer or as a person who's working there, you have the opportunity to do a lot of different, have a lot of different types of roles. So for folks who are thinking about future roles they might want to take, you know, government has so many positive things in sort of the private sector, but the nonprofit side, like through my time at Level Streets, I both got to sort of build these pro, like specific program areas, as well as do a lot of internal organizational change work, which was really, really interesting and helpful, I think, for, <laughs> for for future roles as well. Yeah, it sounds like you learned a lot and you really got into like your niche of planning and advocacy overall. Is that yeah. what brought you to UEP or how'd you find yourself here? Yeah, so I came to UEP for a couple of reasons. One of which was that I, previous to Little Streets, did not have a planning background, did not do planning work. When I graduated from college, I worked doing public health work for a while, which obviously has a connection with planning, but sort of, you know. Different sector. Slightly slightly (laughs) different sector. And the way I got to planning was that I had, I sort of biked around to just get around. And one day I was hit by a car while on my bike. Oh my goodness. I was okay, thank God, but my bike sadly was not. But it made me also really adjust my lens of, wow, I felt like I could travel around and all of a sudden like my mobility was not as free as I thought it was and honest as a white person as a like middle class white person (laughs) that is something that we don't really think about in a lot of ways and so that was sort of the first exposure to like actually transportation is both a social determinant of health so if you're looking through that public health lens it is what one of the ways that we keep people healthy, but also it has real implications for access to opportunity, access to jobs, access to healthcare, all of the things. And so 
don't know, this really got me thinking and I started reading books and sort of volunteering with different organizations around the Boston area. And I decided that I wanted to learn a little more. So I decided to bike across the U.S. And oh my on that goodness. bike ride, set up conversations with people in each city to have a sense of what are the challenges that people in different cities are working on? How are they addressing those challenges? And to physically move through all these different spaces on a bicycle to s- sort of have my own observations. I sort of viewed this as a qualitative research study <laughs> in a sense. I love that. That's so cool. How long did it take you to go all the way across? It took about two months. I did start in Chicago because the uh, three friends who I was going with had a little less camping experience than I did. And I wasn't sure if they would make it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'll meet you after two weeks in Chicago and we'll like, you know, see if you made Good it. Good friend. <laughs> uh, and they made it. So we continued on to California. It was awesome. So when was that bike trip? Um, so that was in 2017. And after doing that for a little while, I then came back to Boston and I got in touch with Mark Chase. I started working with him at Neighborways, which is another excellent organization that's here in the Metro Boston area. It is using art and community building as a way to do traffic calming and sort of change how our streets look and work. He comes into class sometimes with like paint on his hands <laughs> because yeah. he's like been out painting like the <laughs> roadways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Neighborways is doing really cool, cool work. Um, and if you've biked around, especially in Somerville, all of, they're called Neighborways. They're these side streets that are quieter. They have um, sort of different types of painting on the street itself. Um, so folks might have unintentionally run into some of Mark's excellent work. I love just like any type of transportation art. It makes moving and mobility just like so much more fun. And like if you can get the local piece of having some community artists come in and, you know, actually design and contribute to their space. I think that's so awesome. Like totally. Why have a boring asphalt road when you can have flowers and butterflies? Right. And as a way, especially on a small side street where in Somerville, not everybody knows their neighbors. Some streets, they do know their neighbors, but but not everywhere. And so I see it as almost an excuse to get to talk to your neighbors. Boston's not typically known for being super friendly. (laughs) But if you knock on someone's door and say, hey, do you want to like paint a street together? Who is going to say no to that? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> not hell <many>. yeah. <laughs> there are people, but not many. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It creates kind of like a third space. I will say, though, neighborhoods is not the only way to do it. You can just go up and talk to your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my favorite um, way that I've done this in the past is what I call reverse trick-or-treating. So mm. I make cookies, and then I go, like, you know, before trick-or-treating starts. Yeah. And I knock on my neighbor's doors and I'll say treat or trick and then I'll hand them a bag of cookies and introduce myself and say, hey, I'm Christiana. I live, you know, at this address. That's you know, so I fun. That's a like nice a really Halloween. great activity. Like, especially if you move into a new location, like who's going to say no to cookies? Totally. Exactly. And like on Halloween, people are already expecting people to ring their doorbell. So you're not as random. Yeah, exactly. And if they have the lights on, then you know that they're home and they will be willing to talk to somebody because they're already expecting, totally. you know, people to be in and out, see some cute kids in costumes. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, this is also what I liked about the Liberal Street Street Master program. People, even in Boston, where they seem not very friendly, are much more willing to speak with you than you would ever expect. So just like say hey. Because at the end of the day, we are social beings. Like Totally. Who's going to say no to a conversation, especially if you approach them nicely and you're like, hey, how are you? A smile does everything. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, another thing that Mark used to talk about in class was potlucks. 
Potlucks are another great way to get your community involved and your neighbors and get to know the people around you and to see if there's any interest in painting roads or, you know, making your own street safer. This has been so fun getting to chat with you. And in addition to Level Streets, there are so many awesome advocacy organizations across the Metro Boston area. I'm sort of most familiar with the transportation ones, which include Boston Cyclist Union, Walk Boston, Transit Matters, but there's also so many others. Um, And if you speak Spanish and live in Chelsea, Green Roots Chelsea is a great organization. If you live in Roxbury, ACE, which Penn used to work at, is another great organization. So there is a thriving (laughs) advocacy and nonprofit scene in this this area. yeah. If you're excited to stay in this area or just curious and want to get involved, highly recommend to reach out. Thank you for coming here and having this conversation with me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.